1: Hey, this is Chris Jericho. Check out my new podcast, Talk is Jericho, with my first guest, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! Is there a bigger, better guest? I don't think so, and that's the bottom line. Download the first episode of Talk is Jericho at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Podcast1.com presents the Ask Women Podcast. Uh-huh. A place where two female comics and a professional wing girl get together to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Boobs. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women.
2: Hey, little monsters. It's the Ask Women Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. Kristen Carney here with Marnie Kinross, the relationship expert and best-selling author, and of course our man of the show, Mo,
3: the big monster. I like how nice
2: you're being man of the show, little monster. Thank what you are, so much. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a nickname for our listeners. And for our listeners, and then little monsters was that the one was you too came lady up Gaga. with. Little monsters. I don't know. Chickens. I don't know.
4: Hey, chickens. Hey, no. hey, guys.
2: Elves, because it's a
4: holiday show. That's true. So, Hello, Elves.
5: How about our sexy men?
4: Yes, that's a better nickname. I, I like that. They are sexy well, men. Well, I don't want to get to this their show. heads
5: too big. Because
4: and- <laughs> then <laughs> they'll stop listening to the show. Exactly.
2: Exactly. So, Elves. We need elves. to keep them low, and low enough. That's true. Well, hold that's on, true. you
5: little midget toy makers out there. That's what you're saying right now. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> we have a lifestyle show today, specifically based around health. In style, yes, to help you guys look good for this holiday season, because there's going to be a lot of parties. There's going to be a lot of uh, mingling, mingling, shopping in women's areas because you can, because it looks <laughs> like you're shopping for your wife, but you can, you know, all that kind of segue. That yeah, that's yeah, actually cool. a really good uh, uh, tactic. Yes, it is for flirting with. You know people. why I think of that is because Chevy Chase from. Um, Christmas Vacation, where he's in the the department store looking at lingerie, and then he starts talking to the woman selling the lingerie, but he was actually looking for his wife, but then, anyway, it's a cheating thing, but don't cheat, just go and, <laughs> and just... Great conversation. Anyway, um, we have uh, Goldie coming on in about 15 minutes. Yeah, Goldie is awesome. So I've worked with Goldie for six
4: years now, but she also works on her own. I met her six years ago at the PUA Summit, which I'm embarrassed to say. But at well, P- was U- a PUA Pickup Summit? Pickup Artist Summit. So wow. I was the only woman there as a speaker, and she was the female stylist there. So she's worked with thousands of men around the world, helping them over Skype uh, with their style. But she now works with MTV, with tons of celebrities celebrity she used to work with Diane von Furstenberg she, she's just like a miracle worker with fashion I've had clients of mine who literally when you see pictures of them at first it, it looks like Bill Gates and then after she's done it looks like an Abercrombie model
2: she so it looks like someone who has hot. a lot of money to someone who doesn't have that much money. absolutely, <laughs> <Is> she, <laughs> absolutely. Pretty hot? good style I'm glad she's um, oh she's super hot I'm glad she's, she's Filipino called. she's sexy Ooh. I'm glad yeah. she's calling him because I was a little bit nervous about what to wear today
4: oh I thought, always like call- that her. I thought she was coming in so. no she She's calling in today. She's from New York. Okay, good. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's good. And then we also have somebody else for Lifestyle. We have Rich Roller.
5: Rich Roll, yeah, health wellness advocate. He's going to be great. He also has his uh, podcast as well. Yeah. She's going to tell us a bit about that.
4: I like it. Okay, cool. Well, I wanted to talk about this movie that I saw last night. It's actually a good friend of mine mm-hmm. it, it, who produced or helped produce this movie. Um, Jill Howerton, who is ma- married to Glenn Howerton from It's Sunny in Philadelphia. And, um, she is part of a film that's called OMG GMO. And we watched it last night at the William Morris screening room, which Ooh, was really fancy. It was super exclusive. It was super <laughs> exclusive. Lisa Bonet was there and Amy Smart. And anyway, I didn't talk to either of them, but still.
2: Um, if say, but. If Saw Mo coming.
4: Yeah,
5: slam the doors. Now they're I, like, "Who's that sexy bald guy?"
4: Yes, that's exactly what they would say. It happens all he the time. Eats GMOs for sure. So the movie was about GMOs, and
5: and, and tell our viewers what GMO is because I had no idea what GMO.
4: Well, is. that's what most people in the video or the movie as well in the beginning. He just interviews people asking, "Like, do you know what a GMO is?" And they're like, "I have no
2: freaking idea what a GMO is." It's something like if someone asked me, I would say it's something that someone at Whole Foods would not want. Not want and talk bad about.
4: Absolutely, although sadly GMOs are very present at Whole Foods. Really? But they're going to start labeling. The whole thing is about labeling. So GMO is a genetically modified organism. And I do not want to start like preaching but as I've said before, I've revealed that I do eat paleo. And the reason I eat paleo is because I went to um, a deficiency specialist uh, about two years ago. And I did all this blood work and found that I was highly intolerant to a lot of foods, including all grains, dairy. They were causing extreme amounts of inflammation in my body and as soon as i cut them out my mood changed my skin got better everything within my body started working better so i've been really curious and interested in food and realizing now what food does to your body if mo ate that way he'd become
2: the hulk or something
4: oh yeah oh, for sure <laughs> like, like, you would be like a rock star it changes it changes your sex life because does it really yeah, my husband eats that way too now and he honestly
5: it transformed our sex so life. you're saying it would change my blood flow
4: Yep, it totally would. Full flow, beast mode all the time. It would be insane. But so it was really interesting, and like I think it, it, people should go see this movie just to be informed. And I'm not gonna start preaching about things. But the thing is, is that everybody is. um, Fighting to have GMOs labeled on their food, and this one company called uh, Monsudo or Mats- Monsudo is fighting against it. They're they're um, trying to sue each state that wants to pass this legislation. So it's just about being aware of it. Like you can eat GMOs, and it's totally it's not fine for you. It causes horrible inflammation um, that leads to cancer and all these other things. But the thing is that people want to have the choice to know whether or not they're putting these genetically modified organisms. Not me. I'd
2: like rather like not because then you're expecting if I know a GMO and something about to eat, I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel like shit, then therefore I will feel like shit. If I don't know, I'm like, oh my God, I just ate something at Whole Foods, I feel awesome, even though I have no idea, I just consumed GMOs. That's true. Psychologically, it psyches you out. Oh, we have Norm outside of Speaking our studio Speaking of psychologically
4: right being psyched out, um, Norm's here from Podcast One. <laughs> yes. And he's pretending to moon us, which is Fantastic. But yeah, so I want to talk about this movie, and everybody should really go see this movie just to be educated, and plus it's mine, my friend's movie, so support her. And it's actually um, in the running to be nominated for an Academy Award. So it's really exciting, and you can be a part of something that will be
2: an Academy Award winner, hopefully. My friend did a piece. She works on The Daily Show. She's a producer there, and she did a piece on... uh uh, on no, monsudo. Oh, she did? She did. And they went and spoke to a lot of farmers that are being sued by them. And yes. I mean, it's really sickening. It's sad. For example, one of the things in their piece was this man has been sued because when a Mansudo truck, or Mansoor, I don't know if I'm saying their name correctly. Mansoor, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know how to say one of the trucks went by his land seeds came out from the truck landed on his land and started growing within his crops they're suing him cuz they have a patent on it. it's crazy. because they have a patent yeah. Yeah. on that seed I've seen and it's that. like then they went into saying you know like can you can you patent air can you pan? Well apparently you can Right. Well, legislation take, that's been passed they're fast. taking
5: it way too far And too like too far. A lot of what's yeah. happening to anytime there's like a tornado or anything like that or these winds that are blowing these seeds into other farmers crops then those those plants are growing and these farmers are getting What's as happening well. to your
2: seed it's just randomly yes. getting blown I love Ooh, that we're so happened. political with this episode
4: Well <laughs> <laughs> I I want to get off of this topic not yeah. get off of the topic but I want st- to I want to stay on the topic of lifestyle and health but yeah that it's a really good film to see it's called OMG GMO Go see it if it interests you, just to be educated a little bit. I'm going to
2: call Mo GMO. Is he like, he he's like a, bad. He shouldn't he should. be in to us. I want to know if I'm consuming it.
5: I taste so good, but I make <laughs> you feel so bad after Exactly. It. Exactly. Best. Oh, shut
4: up.
2: But now on to things <laughs> that are more exciting and important. We have a holiday gift guide for you. Because the holidays yeah. are, yes. are coming
4: up, are, are right upon us, actually.
2: They are, and they're really hard for men. I mean, I know this just from having a brother, that every single year... <laughs> There's always a heavy box under the tree (laughs) for me, my mother, and my sister. I mean, three different boxes. And I pick it up, and I'm like, it's a Yankee candle. I know it's going to smell like forest. You know, it's like every year it's the same thing. But one one year he snuck in because I always make fun of him just for getting me a Yankee candle. I'm like, first of all, I have to fly 3,000 miles. I don't feel like carrying around a 10-pound Yankee candle. Yeah. But he put inside the candle a $100 bill. Oh. Which was, I'm like, okay, all right, that was funny, but don't do it again this year. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so I know it's really hard for guys to come up with gifts yeah. um, year after year. So I have a couple options. Perfect for for dudes who are buying for their mother or their girlfriend or their you know um, mistress whatever. mistress yeah. And of course, if you have a mistress, buy her shit. Okay, because that's why she's with you. And this is part of the man's playbook, right? Oh, by the way, or no?
4: Well, no. Let's not let's not get to that okay. just yet. All
2: right. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want uh, foolproof gift ideas, oh, I like it. One thing that women really like are pictures. Yeah. I like and personal stuff too. Personal. And I think when men do something that a woman would put on like a chore list, I know for me, I want to print out pictures and put together a photo album, but that's a big chore. So um, you guys could go on something like Shutterfly and easily
4: Ooh, put together an suggestion. album. Yeah. Mm. I, I think
2: that's a really that, good idea. That's my
4: go-to but, but like That's what I like.
5: Let's be honest here. You don't get a picture. You get a picture photo if you really like this woman. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And you're absolutely. building a future with her.
4: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Not that's like you've like been on two dates. <laughs>
5: right. Yeah. Oh, you, that could be kind of creepy. Because I feel like the first pictures a co- is a big step.
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. It could be a compilation of all the pictures you took of her that she didn't know you were taking of her <laughs> <laughs> that you have in your dark when room. I this is you at your office. <laughs> right. mm, creepy. Yeah. This is when I watched photo you zoom, bathing. Right, photo <laughs> Zoom or something. Um, another thing that's a really good idea, maybe this could be for someone who you're not as familiar with, but um, a subscription to the California Wine Club. Um, it's one that's bo- a big gift. Well, it's one bottle. No, it's... Uh, um, one bottle, they send you a month um, to your doorstep of yeah. their wine. Oh. So it's just a great ongoing gift. I mean, that's maybe for a mother-in-law or yes. a mother or something like I feel that. I like that's kind of pricey, but too. Um, I, I actually don't know the price, but it's somewhat doable. I know, actually, I talked about them before, and they sent me a bottle of wine. Oh, so sorry. talk about them on your blog, whatever. Exactly. Get, get it for free. Seriously. Yeah. Um, something that I know I would love if my boyfriend got for me, it's called Birchbox, and it delivers... Um, it delivers high-end beauty products to your door, again, once a month for a full year.
5: Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Do you get to choose what your beauty product is? I think you is, can do, or? like, you can pick and choose what
2: style, like, what, um, if you're, you know, interested in more. Um, You'd want artwork. that from a boyfriend, though? Um, yeah, because, I mean, I never go to the store... I never go shopping knowing that I can spend two hundred dollars on some products I That's might true. It's never nice. use. It's nice. They're expensive, and they're something that you don't really. You get women get into a routine with their beauty, and so if you send them something new that they weren't expecting, it opens them up to try something different that they yeah. don't have to spend money on. So, just like sex in the bedroom. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um Another idea for women, if she's a workout type, um, Lululemon is love it. Great. Stuff, men, if you don't know what that is, it's not lemons that like are frou frou, like, sounds like lemon frou frou. Yeah. Right <laughs> it's a
5: lemon brush, you really, put it on,
2: yeah. and <laughs> it's cute, it it and yoga gear, boobs. workout gear. Yeah, it's good. Your ass looks amazing in it. Yeah, really? it's really flattering for everyone. So, go to Lulemon online or locally if it's even around you, because I know it's a higher end store, so if you live in a smaller area, it's probably. Yeah, not but there. it's definitely online, online. for sure. Um, some good products are the Wonder Underpant and um, the Run Swiftly Long. Tech long sleeve.
4: Oh, I like that. What about for guys who have just started dating a girl? Like, do you get a gift with a girl you've been dating for a month?
5: Of course, you get a gift, but what gift? You got to be very careful about what you get. Like, you don't want to get any. You don't want to get jewelry because that's too serious. The pictures kind of scares me off too. Yeah. So it's like you got to get that. You know what I like? I like gifts, especially when you're just dating somebody that involve a trip somewhere or a weekend getaway or like a, you know... think
2: that's a month in? Yeah, but that? the problem with that for a, if you're just starting to date is that could be taking it yeah, to the next level. To the next level before you're
5: ready. Well, or okay. what if it's like tickets to the zoo or tickets to Disneyland or something, something fun that you guys yeah, could do together. I don't really think gather. I'd like that.
2: That's more I think of, of a really? headache. Then It's more of a headache. You're gonna be. You go to the zoo. You're around a bunch of families that are screaming at their kids. With yeah, like, they're acting like monkeys, and there's monkeys there. It's just
5: like yeah. Yeah, I'm not so you into get, that. So you get a gift then.
2: I think like, I think a Yankee candle would be appropriate there. Something something, like, something gen- like that. Something generic and tasteful, but I I think. What do you guys think about? a spa package for a girl you, you've just kind of started dating. Is that too? It depends how much money you have as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, it depends how much money you have. Okay, a couple a couple more, and then we, we're going to
2: get to Goldie. If you're looking for a gift for a mother, I think a great idea is um, a beautiful throw from somewhere like Pottery Barn. Oh, that's good. Or yeah. a spa
4: package. I think that's a good one yeah. for a mother, too. Yeah, definitely.
2: But, you, you know, women, like especially mothers, they... If it's a good mother, or if you had an asshole mother, then you yeah, need, need this. It. But uh, you know, women don't ever feel um, in their own—you know—they don't feel taken care of and. And just drenched in something great all the time. Yeah. So um, the blanket and a throw, if men, if men are wondering, don't throw her. Again. Right. Well, it's a throw, which is a blanket, Um and they're very luxurious from Pottery Barn. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I have yeah. them. From there. And it's especially perfect for winter time because they're just plush and oh, I, I love them. Po- me too. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Those are good gift ideas. Thanks. Ba- bath salts always perfect. are great. Um, If you guys are looking for a good product, Borghesa has great bath salts. Okay. Or
5: if you're looking to hallucinate, you could... Bath salts as well.
2: <laughs> if you wanna like <laughs> what did he do? The bath salt guy, he like he's, ate a man. He ate what? a man's. If face. If you guys don't want turkey for Christmas, but you want to eat a man. Well, oh, this get is a real thing? Salts. Yeah,
5: he smoked bath salts. It's a hallucinogen, and Holy then he sh- ate a man's face. But
2: they're not actual bath salts, not like what you put in your bathtub. Oh. It's like so a they're drug. fake bath salts. That's- it's a drug. They just call it bath salts. <gasps> that is insane. I guarantee, I, I guarantee Mo thought it was actual bath salts. And he's it's like trying really to girlfriends. Do, do
5: like bath salts a hell of a drug. You're sitting there
2: like I I'm hungry for any humans. <laughs> <just> kind of <gasps> feel clean now.
4: Oh, God, that's disgusting. Well, for this week's chapter in the Man's Playbook, we have Goldie on the phone, who is going to tell us all about style and what to wear for the holidays.
2: Hi. Hey, Goldie, welcome to the show. Hi there, how Hi. are you? We're Hi. Right. Hey.
4: How are you doing, style queen? (laughs) That's fantastic. So, so I want you to tell the people that are listening a little bit about you, who you are, and why they should listen to you. Talk about style.
0: Oh, great. So, I'm Goldie. I live uh, in New York. Uh, I'm originally from LA, where I met Marnie, and I have been working within um, the community. for about six years now and I've been um, styling people pretty much giving them makeovers making sure that they look the best that they possibly can uh, uh, they can either go within their wardrobe that they already have or they can um, Completely
4: update their wardrobe by uh, shopping and week. Yeah. One thing Goldie is really good at is she she talks to people before she like styles them. She doesn't just have one look that she's like, okay, well, let's just make it yeah, look would, like this. that would be good. Yeah. So <laughs> she talks to them because most stylists don't do that. Just like, okay, I like this style and I'm going to put you in it. But she's really good at talking to people and figuring out who they are and what works best for them before she actually styles them. And then she she works within their own wardrobe too, so you don't have to go spend thousands of dollars. So she's she's fantastic.
5: So so Goldie. Let's- well, this is Mo here. Let me ask you something. So I'm a dude, and I got this big Christmas party I'm going to where I'm going to see a bunch of friends from high school or this chick I really want to impress. So what am I looking to wear when I go to that party so I look my best and feel my best?
0: Well, you basically want to always make sure that you look um, up to date. Basically that what that means for me is a lot of guys that I work with, when they first start with me, they're wearing jeans that they uh, Picked up probably five years back, and they've been wearing the
2: same shirt, loose, baggy, fitted shirt that's kind of faded. I'm picturing and I'm picturing jeans, jeans with the cargo pocket, which is the worst. Yeah,
0: and exactly. Or with a bunch of fades. Yes. Or oh. even worse, like embellishments on the jeans. Oh, um, but yeah. I, mean, I need or a puke bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just basically wearing the out of date. Um, clothing and I would say the first thing that you need to make sure is is if your clothes are fitting you right and I'll say this time and time again Uh, you want to make sure that right now uh, slim fit is in and um, that should be in for a little while it's been in for a couple years now and it's still a trend that's lasting Um, slim fit as it's pretty much all your clothes need to just be tailored to your body type. I don't want them too tight, too baggy. You just want to make sure your clothes fit you. Mm-hmm. And also, you want to be shopping at stores that suit your demographic, where, like, you know, Banana Republic kind of fits, um, I would say, maybe, like, I would say 40 and above. Um, and Or Zara. Zara's great. is good for all of the age ranges, and they have clothing that um, – like mimics the runway, so they're they're always very on point with the styles that they're offering. So you want to make sure that you're shopping in the right store. I would say that that's um, really solid um, a solid tip that um, I hope all of the listeners um, adopt yeah. is say- to start shopping at really good store, at At stores, and these stores, you don't have to have a million dollars to look good.
2: We have a lot of listeners who, um, you know, don't live in, you know, metropolitan areas. And I know, um, for example, Slim Fit, if a guy in Kentucky went to a Christmas party in something like that, to his peers, he might appear out of place. Would you still say, go for it?
0: Yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you why. Because a woman likes a man who stands out. And if you're going to stand out for the right reasons, even better. I would applaud the man who showed up in a nice GQ-esque, well-fitted suit. Um, you know, amongst his peers who are wearing those baggy cargo pockets, faded jeans, and you know, a woman will probably just slap herself so
4: because he's suddenly a guy of value. Yeah. As well. Oh, I think we lost Goldie. Okay, so we're gonna get her back. So we have some more questions about style, but but I would say that that's really important as well. Like I think that you know you can go see somebody like Goldie, and actually you can contact Goldie by uh, writing to Style at Winggirlmethod.com, and sh- and she was gonna tell you this herself, but she's offering um up f- ten free consultations to the first ten people. Oh, wow, who awesome. who write in, which is great. So Style at Winggirlmethod.com. She's phenomenal. Every time yeah, I go see great. her, she takes me to Zara. We go shopping. Zara is shop- awesome. It's amazing. They have really good stylish stuff, and it's not too expensive because i will say that like what she was saying about you know the guy in the middle of nowhere coming up g- going and looking really good it, it shows that he has a value he suddenly stands out amongst everybody and he's else also
2: aware of the world around him
4: yeah, yeah. or not
5: around
2: him yeah and, you know
5: and look I know, it does make you look better i know how that is i grew up in thousand oaks small town everyone in thousand oaks wears a t-shirt jeans I'd be the guy walking in looking with like the GQ wearing the nice like, you know, layer, you know, a couple layers on my shirt, stuff like that, looking fresh. Yes, you take (laughs) crap from your guys, but yes, you take notice from the women and that's what's most important. And for the guys who are listening, like just think about it, right? You're at a bar. The woman who walks in with like a nice hat on. You is notice. like the first chick that we all check out, and we all notice. We're like, "Who's that girl in the hat?" Yeah. And it's because oh, she it stands out. Ugly, it
4: looks different. The ugly yes. one well, in her face. We, we actually have Goldie back on the phone. So, Goldie. Sorry about that. That's okay. So I wanted to tell, I wanted to ask you, why is style such a big part of the first impression? Like we talk about, you know, how personality is more important than looks. But what, so then, why does it matter what you're wearing? Because a woman should just like you, even if you have like an oversized shirt that says "Eat Me" and ten year old baggy jeans. Like, why is it important? Well,
0: it's important. It, it's a really big really important part of the first equation for of the equation for the first impression because when you first see
2: Someone, all you have is, you know, all you have to. I don't know, like all you have
4: to judge from is, is what they
0: is the see. First well, of course, you yeah. also
2: see that they value themselves, that they hold themselves it, at least to some sort of standard, which means they have a quality of life that would be attractive to be involved in. That's exactly right. I get all, and, my, I get uh, all my information from what not to wear on TLC. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should probably, yeah, no,
4: that's totally true. Well what's so, so Goldie what are the five essential clothing items that every man must have for right now no matter what their body type is. A man purse <laughs> okay well basically everyone needs
0: a really great pair of jeans okay um, and you need to have them be current and you need them they don't need to be a lot of money but they just need to fit you really well. Every man needs a nice blazer. I would say something that's done really well, slim fit, a nice, fresh
4: button-down. I think all guys need yeah, and the right uh, colors that work for their face too. Because a lot of guys wear colors that wash their their skin out, and that you you're really good at helping people with their with their colors and, and fit as well. But um, sorry that I interrupted you. But you can go to places like Nordstrom, and they have dressers there who can help you. So if you want to figure out like what the best jeans are for you, you can ask somebody there, and they'll pick out ones that tell you what fit you the best. Same thing with colors or for blazers, right? Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And two more and, items. Um,
0: Basically, I just wanted to also say, I'm not a fan of guys wearing really bright colors. Uh, usually, all the colors, uh, every, because I have a lot of calls with guys, and they send me their uh, pictures in, and they're always wearing bright colors, and it never seems to work for them. I would say, overall, guys look really great in black, in navy blue, and charcoal grays, in creams, and whites, and... Um, It's different shades of gray. Those are very rich-looking
2: colors. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they're classic colors, and they look good on everyone. I mean, and I always ask, guys, who's your favorite? um, If you had to pick one celebrity role model uh, for style, who would you pick? It's usually George Clooney or Brad Pitt. and. Or Will Smith, and if you check them out, they're all, they look very GQ. They just—they look very classic. They don't go crazy with the colors or the patterns. It, they're pretty much wearing just nice slacks and a nice sweater or a nice blazer, a nice pair of leather shoes. They don't—they don't get too crazy with it. Um, okay
4: because yes, yeah. I've seen her work miracles I do boot camps mm-hmm. around the world and typically I have Goldie come and meet me and they have a, a full day of styling with Goldie and like she just runs around Zara or, or you know different stores but usually Zara that's her go to this is not that expensive um, and she like transforms these guys like literally I'll come back after I she's had half an hour with them I'm like oh, oh my god, god I would have sex with you like they're they're really freaking good like good
2: looking afterward. like they were always
4: good looking before but this just
2: enhances who they are do you find that do you find that the men that you're helping actually understand what you're giving them you know it's like teaching a man how to fish yeah, she, she educates them fish. as well how so do can i they,
5: put on this jacket
2: is this a long-term solution for them do they really get get it yes yeah. uh they really
0: do uh, i would say most of uh, a lot of my clients they just didn't they don't have time to shop for themselves and they actually just would prefer for me to do it and so I have repeat clients all the time but I'm also very happy when the client just says, you know what, Goldie thank you so much and learned so much from this and now I know that for instance I've been wearing one size too big my whole life right or because most guys, you know, do there's that. these little tips that I give them um, to help them dress better and I hope that they take it for the they take
4: this information Oh, did she I cut off again. We've lost her again. <laughs> She's in some
2: the, the like first, cave in New York. The first time we lost her, it sounded like some sort of like eighties sci-fi movie. Yeah like, yeah, like aliens. Yeah.
4: I know. <laughs> well, just just one little thing. She um, worked with my husband when we were in Chicago, uh, and she got him his first pair of skinny jeans, and he is super sexy in them. Really? Yeah, that's he would the have thing. never worn them, but he looks
2: so good. I like the idea of a man working with a stylist because, for example, I can tell my boyfriend five million times <laughs> what fit looks the greatest and the most current. He won't believe me. He's like, I look ridiculous, but if someone actually stepped in who has a legitimate career in this, yeah. he would go, oh, oh okay. that makes sense. I'll do it. Yeah.
4: Well, she's wonderful. So for the first 10 guys who write into me at style at winggirlmethod.com, get a free half an hour consult with Goldie. And it's over Skype, over telephone. Uh, usually you have to send pictures I or think, over... Whoa. I think
5: she's back. Goldie, you back? Well,
4: she's back. We don't want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> Hold on. I, I wanted to ask her something. We're done. We're
5: done. <laughs> I, swear, I
4: love
0: you guys. Hold on,
5: Goldie. I want to ask you one last thing. Because look, it is wintertime. time, and as men, when it becomes this time of year, it's cold outside. For some reason, we just want to grow facial hair, right? This oh, is the time of lesson. year we want to have beards. We want to have mustaches. No, want wants to, to have hair. I want to have hair on my head, but what I can't. Do you grow wear is
4: what he's getting at.
5: Well, what? no, what I'm getting at is like, what is acceptable facial hair this time of year, and and what should we look out for as men? Good
0: okay. Question. So, I just want to say right off the bat that I'm always going to be a fan of the 5 o'clock shadow mm-hmm. or 10 o'clock shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really always. do not like um, overly manscaped facial hair. When a guy gets too specific, unless it's, unless he's going for that vintage, old school mm-hmm. look where he is a mustache connoisseur, I don't like, like, uh, you know, a soul patch or. Or a just, skinny beard. Oh, like I a pencil a beard. Or a skinny beard. It's, it's, oh. it's, it's almost revolting. Um, it is revolting. So I, I, it really is. And I, I feel like all women feel the same. And um, for some reason, men just didn't get that memo. I think it's because
2: they don't know how to uh, read, probably. Because <laughs> the memo
4: came in. And <laughs> read it.
0: I, I honestly, I want to make, I, I want to get a, a billboard so that I can always post memos. Like, really, are people still wearing Crocs? Are Ugh. you still manscaping your face? You know, are
4: it's you still croc-ish. wearing Ed Hardy? Yes, I know. It's, horrible. Yeah, no, no, you
0: know.
5: What is
4: wrong with so, Ed Hardy? <laughs> what about what about men who are like going bald? Should they what what should they do? Like, oh, I, shave like... it all
0: off. I would say shave it all off, and you know, just, just go for the Bruce Willis look. Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you have the ability to grow facial hair, I say grow like a five o'clock shadow or a little beard to kind of exactly complement. I yeah. know. Um,
5: I call it the yeah, I call I know it the but reverse face. People
0: who have. Yeah, I think it looks great. It's definitely a trend, uh, a look happening here where I live in Brooklyn, uh, which is quite trendy. Very trendy. And you see a lot of guys with no hair on the top of their head and, like, wonderful grown-out beards. And it's just a great look, I think. Sexy. It's man-sexy. And I would suggest it's man-sexy if you don't have any hair on top of your head and you have to wear glasses make sure that you get a really cool pair of glasses and we're not just talking functional you need to kind of have a cool pair something that eye-catching that really kind of work not only works with your face but is eye-catching and kind of makes up for the fact that you don't really have hair you know so that so you can do those things like get really cool eyeglasses or Uh, Not more. Everyone should have the coolest pair of
4: sunglasses. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sorry we're going to have to cut you off, but that was wonderful, Goldie. And if you want more information from Goldie, again, the first 10 people that write me uh, at style at winggirlmethod.com. Get a free consult with Goldie. So thank you, Goldie, for for coming on this show and talking to us. Thank you Of Of
5: course. Yeah, next time you're in L.A., come out. Great.
2: Awesome. All right. You know what? You know what I would love to see would be um, any of our listeners who have, say, a pencil beard or a uh, soul patch Yes. or bad accessories. I would love to see a before and after picture. Oh, me too. You send them to um, ask at Yes. and let us know uh, the trans- transformation that you made. Ooh. And We will show your picture somehow. I love it. Well, coming up next, we have Rich Roll,
4: the uh, fitness, fitness guru, basically. Guru, yeah. yeah, so we're going to talk about how to be healthy and how health affects your life with women. Coming up next, and then we have Analyze this with him as well.
1: This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention because there's a special toll free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down or put it in your cell phone. 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800- 652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. Randy Glanville, Unfiltered. You know, there's no advice other than repetition especially when it comes to interviewing people interviewing people that aren't quite as engaging as long <laughs> interviewing people is widely a very difficult skill all you have to do is don't say no if they say this guy wants me to do this so don't ever do say
0: no to men that want me to do things
1: that's right what a man says do it do it <laughs> hey everyone
2: it's Brandy Glanville at Brandy Glanville Unfiltered on Podcast One be sure to tune in this week I have Adam Corolla and nick prugo from the bling ring it's gonna be interesting brandy glanville unsalted at podcastone.com
1: you're listening to the ask women podcast a podcast one presentation
2: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. We are here with two very lovely gentlemen. With amazing abs. With amazing abs, especially um, the one to my my left, which is Norm. But we have a great uh, fitness expert, health expert here, Rich Roll, who's part of the Podcast One family. Thanks for coming
6: in. Hi, you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Yeah. of course. I gotta Um, tell you before you get into it. I was uh, as I was driving over here, I was listening to your latest podcast. (gasps) You're talking about fetishes and swingers, and I'm like, that wasn't me. Maybe I'm going to the wrong studio (laughs) here. I I know. know I'm I'm a very unlikely guest for your (laughs) show. That was our (laughs)
4: most extreme show. (laughs) How crazy was that show? I was the color of my shirt during that show. Oh, and like this the entire time. Yeah. Like like cringing the entire time.
6: Well, it's the Ask Women Show. Come on, you got to talk about that stuff.
4: Course, right, mm-hmm. we want to educate people. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to hear about you, so tell us about you and fitness and how you got into this.
6: Well, uh, wow, where to begin? Well, I guess, um, I'm 47 now, but uh, when, I was, when it, I was uh, 39, uh, I was a corporate lawyer working close by in Century City think you know.
3: at a, uh, at a uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Come on, Norm. To me, that I'm intimidated. Really, really young. <laughs> <laughs> I, have
6: this, I have this incredibly debonair, handsome man sitting to my right over here at Norm Pattis, the boss, the boss man here. Yeah, Yeah, he's making me uh, think twice about what I'm doing. Continue. But,
4: yeah.
6: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was a, you know, I was a corporate lawyer working at a big law firm in Century City, and... Uh, and was very focused on my career and you know moving up the corporate ladder and like achieving the american dream and all these sorts of things and and uh you know during that period of time i overlooked my health and my fitness and you know i people do yeah of course and you know on the eve of my 40th birthday you know kind of turning 40 is that period period in your life where you're kind of sort of looking at your life and the, the and decisions you've everything. made and, yeah, like, I, and I was like you know i was sort of on track to achieve all these things that i'd worked so hard to achieve and yet at the same time, I had this like hole in my spirit, like I'm not happy. And I looked around sure. at the people that I was working with, and I was like, I didn't, I, w- I didn't aspire to be any of them, and I didn't know how to solve this sort of spiritual dilemma that I was having. And at the same time, I had been overlooking my health and my fitness, and very much, you know, I'd been an athlete in college. I was a swimmer at Stanford, and oh wow, and uh, but I hadn't sort of, you know, when that was over, that was over, and. And, uh, you know, had really kind of transformed into a couch potato. I was about 50 pounds overweight. Um, oh. and certainly not like a candidate for the biggest loser or anything like that. I just looked right. like a guy who's like riding up and down the elevator at a law firm and, you know, working <laughs> right. 80 hour weeks and eating dinner at the firm every night. Right. And, uh, and you know, more importantly, just feeling depressed and lethargic and, and yeah. uninspired by life in general. And
2: I'm finding a lot of similarities between right, yeah. your 40 year old self yeah, and my 30 yeah. year old. self. Yeah.
3: All
6: right. Well, 30 is another sort of benchmark time where you kind of take stock and in inventory of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, it all kind of came to a head um, shortly before I turned 40. I had been working late that night, and I came home, and you know, I'm married. I have four kids. Um, oh wow. I had three at the time. Uh, but uh, you know, was sort of up Did late watching late night, yeah, <laughs> that's
2: late that's night. That's where the depression came from. <laughs> yes. Law,
6: and, lo, watching Law and Order reruns and eating. Uh, I was a big fan of what a friend of mine calls the window diet. If you can roll down your window and they, they hand it to you through, <laughs> through, through the window of your car, and you, you eat it, and that's kind of how I subsisted for a long time. I just like and
2: the mouth diet, where I just open my mouth. And though, so I just the mouth something. diet. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Um, and, uh, you know, just that night I was uh, dozing off in front of the TV, went up the stairs to go to sleep, up to my bedroom and had to pause halfway up the staircase, like landed out of breath, buckled over, sweat on my brow, tightness in my chest. And I'm like, Oh my God, like what is wrong with me? Like I'm being defeated by a simple flight of stairs. And it was a really scary moment. Um, and that was a moment, you know, a very sort of vivid moment in my life where I realized like I needed to take stock and inventory of how I was living and, and, and make some, significant, immediate uh, changes. And that was what kind of really began this journey that I've been on for the last seven years. Um,
2: Do you think a lot of people have to hit that point where it feels like the point of no return to make the changes?
6: I don't think that you have to, but I think in my experience, you know, pain is really the only true motivator that gets people to change their behavior patterns. And, you know, people will say all the time, like, oh, people don't change. People don't change. And, well, you know, I guess there's, there's some truth to that. Um, you know, I changed. Lots of people change. I get emails every day from people that have made radical changes in their yeah. diet. So, if you're Italian,
2: you can't change. If you can't, you're well, Italian. certain things. No you one in my change. family can change.
6: It. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, having an aha moment, like having whether it's hitting a bottom, you know, in addiction, which is another sort of experience that I've had. Um, those moments are very precious and important, and can really change the trajectory of your life forever. But you don't have to have those moments. I think at any point in 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 your life life, you can stop. And make a decision to do things differently. Mm-hmm. That power resides within all of us all mm-hmm. the time. So, so what,
3: did,
5: what did you do to start actually yeah. changing? What you What were those steps so, you
6: took? Yeah, I wish I could tell you I went to the library and watched a bunch of documentaries <laughs> and read a bunch of books about how to you know, live better. Um, I kind of was finding my way in the dark. And, and what I did was the first thing I did was, uh, I did a seven day fruit and vegetable juice clients. My wife is a, you know, she's a yoga practitioner and a meditator and always oh, wow. into kind of expanding her, horizons and, and growing, you know, interpersonally and, and spiritually. And that was great for her, but that was not my thing. You know, I'm like the logic guy, I'm the lawyer guy. I'm the, the Ivy League educated guy and I know what's best and you can't tell me what to do. And uh of course I always, you know, you want to stay married, you you support your spouse right. and you you know, and that was cool for her, but um but that was never really my thing. So the first thing I did was I said to her, you know, I really think I want to try that that sort of uh, juice cleanse thing that you did. And and that was very, she looked at me oddly. Like, I, it was almost as if I said, you know, the dress and the high heels in the closet? Like, I'm going to wear, wear those at a party tonight. <laughs> yeah. It was very, very out of character for me, you know, junk food junkie guy.
3: It's, a, it's out of character for a lot of us. Yeah. yeah, it's not a character yeah. for you too. Even oh, though I think you'd look smashing in high heels. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not against the idea. Oh, you know, I have a lot of
5: friends that have gone through the cleanse. I've thought about it, but it's so scary for me because around day two, I look at them they're like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. But day right. three,
4: they say, I feel absolutely amazing, totally energized, yeah. and right. it's awesome.
2: But day two, I I don't. I might murder someone. Like, it would be <sighs> that bad for me. Right. I don't you want might. to risk that. You might. But but overall, there,
4: overall, you're saying that you, you changed your life completely, starting with this juice cleanse, and then that got you onto other
6: things? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, the cleanse was a frightening thing, uh, but I also had, I, I have, a am a recovering alcoholic. I spent 100 days in a rehab oh, wow. many years ago. <laughs> wow. So, like, weathering a detox is familiar territory for me. Right. So, a, I knew, starter, I yeah. knew, like, you know, the first two days, like, I felt exactly like that. I felt horrible. But... But by day three, felt a little better. day five, you know, and yeah. and suddenly, like by the end of the week, I felt amazing. I couldn't believe how good I felt in such a short period of time. And it, it, what it, what it really told me was just how resilient the human body is. Yeah. After you know, decades, years of drug and alcohol abuse, poor diet, poor lifestyle, that in such a short period of time, you really can completely change how you feel. And so that kind of set me in set in motion this search for. You know how to continue to feel that good and that led me to adopting a 100% plant-based diet like I, I eat a vegan diet oh, like really? and that is something again that's another thing I never would have thought and I'm, I'm like the last person in the world. Who would be like a quote unquote vegan?
3: He looks so much better than Bill Clinton. So,
6: <laughs> although he looks a lot better than he did, you know, he does.
4: I'm paleo, so, so I I be paleo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for people who are listening, paleo is the caveman diet, which is uh, mm. vegetables, fruits, beans, nuts, and mm-hmm.
6: meat. I'm yes. much in the
4: fridge diet. You're, I'm too you're, lazy to like, no, get.
6: you're the mouth diet. I thought. Exactly. I yeah,
4: changing that's your diet. Own. Well, I, wa- I want to talk to you about like health and women because obviously you know it's right. the ask women podcast. So how how did you your health affect you with women. Good I think. It,
6: I think it, it. I think your health affects everything. You know, right. it affects it affects how you feel about yourself first and foremost. And I think that in w- in the context of relationships, whether you're in a long term relationship or you're looking to date people or whatever, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are sort of you know whether it's men or women thinking. If I can just find that right person, that'll fix me or my life will improve and I'll be better. And what they're missing is that the real, the real way, the best way to find the best right partner for you is to work on yourself. You know, water rises to its own level and you need to be that beacon of light that attracts the energy that is appropriate for you. So rather than trying to find that other person to complete you, complete yourself. And that starts with what you eat and how you move your body and how you conduct yourself throughout the day and the prism. Through which you perceive the world, your attitude. Like when you're eating well, when you're treating yourself right, that is an esteemable act, you know. Absolutely. And, and self-esteem comes fr- through repetitive performance of esteemable acts, right? So the better you feel about yourself, then that's the vibe you're putting out. You know, you're. It's like you're an antenna, and you're sending out this message, and you're going to attract. Like-minded people into your life.
4: Absolutely, and I, I even know for myself because I, I've eaten a very clean diet over the past probably five years, maybe even ten. Like, been very aware of what foods do mm-hmm. to my body. Um, but I know that when I do eat certain foods, which I don't even eat poor foods anymore, I get depressed, I get moody, um, I'm lethargic. I know that what I'm putting out there to the world is not exactly attractive. So I of know course. that when I am eating better, I attract more people into my life because I feel better overall and well, have more like positive attitude on the dance floor with bricks on
2: your feet. Yeah. Not even in a
4: healthy yeah. lifestyle.
6: And I think n- nowadays it's it's we're in this weird place right now where it's never been easier to eat healthy. We have all these crazy yeah. healthy options, I mean, especially living in Los Angeles. I mean, forget about it. But at the same time, there is this proliferation of horrible foods. You know, the, the grocery stores now are all the size of Walmart, and it's not because they're selling more bananas and oranges. It's because... There are so many processed foods to choose yes. from. All those middle aisles in the grocery store. And, and a lot of these foods, um, are specifically designed. There's a lot of money and marketing and science that goes into designing these foods. To specifically activate the pleasure centers in your brain that create an addictive response, a habitual addictive response that enslaves you to eating these foods that are draining your energy, they're creating inflammation, they're leading to disease, obesity, all of these things. They just
2: taste delicious.
6: Well, that's why. You know, it's they taste delicious and you get that sort of synaptic, you know, kind of hormonal endorphin response and you want it again. mm -hmm. Yeah. Whether it's sugar or fat or salt. There's an incredible book that came out recently called. Salt, Sugar, Fat um, by by a guy named uh, a guy called Michael Morris. It was on the New York Times bestseller list, and it goes into detail. Um, it sort of pulls the covers on the big food industry mm-hmm. and, the, and and sort of analyzes it uh, from the perspective of kind of how you would break down the tobacco industry maybe 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and how these companies are really trying to figure out like how can we create these foods that just make people just
3: have to yeah. have it.
4: Well, my, my um, doctor said to me, he's like, the way that people talk about cigarettes now are how people are, are going to talk about sweeteners in mm-hmm. five years because like I don't even want to go into it. But right. but um, At the beginning of the show, we were talking about my friend's documentary called OMG GMO. Have you heard uh-huh. of it?
6: No, I haven't. It's
4: fantastic. You should go see it. And I, I saw bet. it last night. Yeah. Um, but it's talking about genetically modified organisms and, right. and all those foods that are in the center of the Grocery store, they're jam packed with GMOs, Absolutely. even at Whole Foods. Um, but yeah, what they can do to your body and inflammation is huge right now and causing so many.
3: major sponsor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, so? I love Whole Foods. If anybody's listening to, to from Whole Foods, we also represent Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. no, he yeah, loves Whole Foods. They're starting yeah. to
4: label now. I go to Whole Foods twice a day, so I'm not knocking Whole Foods, but they're going to start labeling their foods, which is fantastic, so that people right. are aware if they're consuming GMOs. But I think it's really interesting. So. So, what are five things that men, even everybody that's listening to us right now, but that men can do to improve? not their overall health, but just like to, s- to get it started, to improve their health health so they can start attracting more women into their lives as well.
6: Five things. Wow, the yeah. pressure's really on. Or three. Right Let's go with yeah. three. I don't
4: want to put too much on you.
6: <laughs> well, I think the first thing is, I mean, you know, it's so like you, you were saying, you eat a paleo diet, I eat a vegan diet, and like on my podcast, we have all these arguments, paleo versus vegan, all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> we're losing the big picture, which is that most people are, you know, out in the world are like eating a Taco Bell and McDonald's yeah. on a daily basis. Forget about paleo or vegan. So I think the first thing is, is to eat Whole foods, you know, and not whole foods. Which means what? Which means eating foods the way nature has created them, you know, eating fresh fruits and vegetables, legumes. Beans, seeds, yeah. these things. Well, a lot right? of people talk about so, the
2: expense of eating a lifestyle, having a lifestyle mm-hmm. like that. Is that true? Is it more expensive to eat that way?
6: It can be, um, and you know they 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 call Whole Foods Market okay. Whole Paycheck for a reason. <laughs> it's very expensive, and so I think that scares a lot of people off, and it becomes a socioeconomic issue, especially in the context of looking at farm subsidies and how cheap it is to produce grain and corn, and that that sort of filters down into why McDonald's and Taco Bell, you know, are so yeah. cheap. And it's hard to sort of argue with a family that's on a very tight budget, right. says you but want to eat all these bills foods. the doctors later are not, yeah, are not cheap. I know, but that doesn't motivate people. You know what right. I mean? It's sort of the long-term goal. Um, the truth is, is that you can get Whole Foods quite cheaply. You just don't go to Whole Foods Market. Hey, you go, to, you market. go to farmers markets, and if you have to, you can find. You know, there's a there's a market that I love to go to deep out in the valley here called Viarta, and I did an experiment once. I made a video out of it. I, I went to Whole Foods, and they had those Blueprint juices. I don't know if you ever seen them. They're mm-hmm. like really high end, and they're just. I mean, you could make that juice at your house for oh. like ten cents, yeah. right? But they charge twelve dollars for like a twelve ounce thing of juice. So I said, I wonder what how much produce I could buy for the price of two of those Blueprint chooses and I went to this Vallarta market, and I filled an entire shopping cart full of produce for twenty-five dollars. <sighs> so, there are ways to do it, and I think it's um, it's an it's an excuse to say oh it's too expensive. I mean, you can buy a giant sack of rice and beans, and you know cook for. Two months and that, what would that cost you? $10 or something right. like that. So there are certainly ways around it um, that, you know, so you're not going to be able to go buy some fancy superfoods and all the, you know, spirulina and chlorella and all these kinds of, you know, acai and all these things, but you don't have to do that. Let's start with the basics yeah. first. And I think people tend to overcomplicate it and try to make it confusing and create marketing schemes around it. So that would be the first thing is just get rid of all this processed food you're eating, whether it's the sodas or the candy bars or the chips and the crackers and just try to eat whole foods
5: right yeah great test now now if i'm that guy who is interested in eating healthy but still wants his in and out on sundays can i do that can i only do this like (laughs) healthy diet three four days a week and then cheat three days a week well i
6: have a uh yeah i have an interesting perspective on that that maybe isn't super popular i mean it's people love to have their bad habits sort of Cosigned, and and sort of the cheat day thing is very popular right now with a bunch of diets, whether it's the slow carb diet or what have you. And and my perspective on that is that is that uh, you know we have it gets into a complicated thing about microbes and your GI tract and all of that. But but uh, if you want to truly be free from those cravings, you have to break that cycle. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're if but you're like
2: you only live once. Right, kind of thing, can you have you know do you still get pleasure the same type of pleasure from eating something that's so I can healthy? tell
6: you that I do, and I'm the biggest junk food junkie ever, and I don't think about it anymore. I mean that Not doesn't do mean I? that i that doesn't mean that once in a while when I smell something, I don't crave it, but I don't obsess about it and I know I try to sort of always talk from my own personal experience and and my experience has been that if I allowed myself to have a cheat day and I could eat in and out like one day a week and that that day was sunday i'd spend monday through saturday thinking, thinking about, that. about yeah. that day that i'm going to go and like then i'm distracted from my day you know what i mean is- but if i cut it out maybe i have a couple weeks of Discomfort, but now I don't think about it anymore, and Mm -hmm. so I'm not I'm not a prisoner to that craving. I tried to do the cheat
2: day before um, when I was on a very rigid diet, and uh, Sunday was my cheat day, and I would binge, and it Mm -hmm. became really unhealthy because I would hold everything I was not allowed to eat Monday through Saturday, could not eat it, don't even think about it, and I was torturing myself. Sunday was the worst day of the week because I couldn't get enough
6: of it. It And why would you, if you're treating yourself so well during the week, why would you? Permit yourself to poison yourself one day a week. You know what I mean. It'd be like one day a week I pour sand into my uh, into into my car and <laughs> right. the gas tank. You right. know. So, um, but you know I'm kind of an extreme personality, and I realize most people aren't like that. Um, I think that it begs a, a, an interesting sort of question, though, which is this idea of like uh, you know failure or perfection or um, you know calling it. A cheat day as opposed to a freedom day or something like that. I mean, you know, words are very important and they carry a lot of power and I think that, uh, that what trips up a lot of people when it comes to healthy eating habits is this idea of perfection. Like they'll yeah. eat really well and then they'll have a weak moment and they're, you know, digging their head into a pint of Ben and Jerry's yeah. and then they go into a shame spiral and then they say, well, I can't do it. It was too hard. Forget it. I'll just, you know, eat the way I always would because it's, this is impossible for me. I can't live up to this standard that either society has set for me or that I've set for myself. And I think you have to change the perspective on that and look Absolutely. at it like, oh, well, hey, like that was interesting that I ate that pint of Ben and Jerry's. What's going on with me emotionally? Like what were the things that I was doing that kind of led to that choice that doesn't serve me, and how can I learn from that and let's make the next right choice? And don't beat yourself up or, you know, get all depressed because you made a choice that, you know, ultimately might not have been the right one for you at that at that moment we're human beings we're
3: fallible yeah, we we're, desi- we're designed to make mistakes you know Certainly. so 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 i got a question all right uh, before i before i get out of here because i'm adding absolutely nothing to this night <laughs> i actually only came in because i like to you know watch you guys work uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're so attractive and- <laughs> He's said so, about Mo. Yes. No, you, you Mo. Go. I love it. Keep yes. you're going. You're, you're not part of that group, but, but you probably are very attractive uh-huh. to a lot of people. <laughs> to, to women like and gay it. men. Yes. yes. This, is ask, this is Ask Women after all. So, Rich, I want to talk about your role, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've now got this hugely successful podcast you're a role model for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People listen to what it is that you're saying. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now are going to want to listen to your podcast because yeah. they're interested in the subject matter. Um, what kind of special responsibility do you feel? How is, how is being kind of a, you know, to use an outdated phrase, guru, uh, you know, or advisor mm-hmm. or, um, you know, somebody who's espousing a particular way of life that's that, that, that's good for you how, how has that changed who you are and what kind of responsibility do you feel about
2: it yeah it's hard being the ultimate human yeah. being God. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah please. tell me about it so
4: hard. I know no that's experience.
6: a it's a great question um, I think that the reason that I've been able to develop a listenership and a following for the kind of things that I'm putting out there is because uh, I, my first and my first and only rule is to is to be and remain authentic, you know, to not be um, sort of trying to – like if I start to think about all the people that are listening, then I start to edit myself and I start to think – oh, Well, I shouldn't say that because that might, you know, bum out these people. Or, you know, w- if I say this, then you know, these you are the kind like of the comments that I'm going comment, uh, yeah, yeah, to
4: get. Yeah, whatever. Nora's so pissed <laughs> at me for making that comment. So like, I will never have them as a sponsor.
6: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why podcasts are ascending and are becoming so popular is because people are starving for real conversation. They oh, want absolutely. to hear real people, and for real food. They're tired of the sound bites. <laughs> they're tired. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they're tired of the sound bites. They want, you know. And, you see somebody on, you know, whatever late night show it is. And it's like, it's such a canned thing. There's yeah. nothing authentic about it. So yeah. there's something really beautiful and powerful about sitting down and just having a real conversation. I think so, so I think too. that's, yeah, I think that that is really kind of the most important thing about the whole thing.
4: Well, everyone that's listening, definitely check out so, Rich's. Right. Thank you, Norm. We'll yeah. see Norm. you later. Check hey, out.
3: Norm, Norm you going to be on
4: my podcast?
3: Uh, <laughs> based upon this performance if you, you know if you feel like I would be worthy of it. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to have you he's a new All co-host right. Good to see you.
4: exactly yeah. but yes people should check out mm. your podcast and it's not about like preaching people to be a vegan it's about educating them on healthy lifestyles yeah. and so for the people that are listening um, in terms of health when it comes to women and sex like healthy people are just More attractive. I'm not saying super skinny abs of steel, but I'm saying people who can walk up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing, without sweating. (laughs) We have very low standards for what's attractive. Yeah, you got got blood flow. You can
5: keep going. You could last. But it helps
4: in the bedroom because I was. I'm not sure if I said this like off the air, but when my husband started eating paleo and being healthier, because he would have the up and downs that you're talking about as well. Three Mm -hmm. months really good, then four months really bad. Three months really. It's because he he's a producer, so he goes on shoots and he can't choose what he eats in his mind. But now he knows how to. So now he's made it into a lifestyle for himself and our sex life is fantastic. Oh. His energy mm. levels are up, his weight's down, he feels better about his body, his confidence is through the roof and he has a much more clear mind and that for him includes like eating healthy but also having fun as well and not shaming himself when he does slip up or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um making the wise choices and smarter choices so so pre arranging food now for himself um and just just overall like you know working out and and putting efforts toward his towards his body and his future life That's super sexy to me, and I know for him it's super sexy. So that combination together just makes it
6: wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. You know, and I think that you touched on something that's really important too, which kind of relates to what Norm was talking about. You know, what do you know? Why do you think that people listen to you, or or you know, what do you think? Where do you think the power lies? And and I think a big part of it is not preaching or talking down to people. You meet people where they're, where they're at. You share your experience. You root it in your own experience and you try to create, you know, welcome, open conversation about certain things without sort of pointing the finger and saying, you should do that you or should you should do, do this, that. It's not, It's certainly not my place to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do.
4: But just educate them. And I love that you're doing <clears> that. But I, I want you to stick around because we're going to um, answer some questions now All from right. listeners. So we have a segment that's called Analyze This. And if anybody wants to write in questions to us, write them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Please make sure you have an interesting subject line that pertains to what you're writing about because that will make us answer it much faster. Faster, and actually, we're going to start doing episodes that are strictly analyze this, so that we can answer
2: more of these questions because they are just piling up right now.
4: That's coming soon. You know what? But
2: before we get to that, I want to ask Rich one really crucial question because this is a holiday episode. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What do you suggest around (laughs) holidays for eating?
6: Right, that's a great question. I just put a uh, my wife actually just wrote a blog post on this very subject that went up on my site today. Um, You know, the holidays are. So um it's not always so popular to kind of talk about it openly but you know for a lot of people the holidays are they're incredibly stressful there's a lot of ang- there's a lot of anxiety that surrounds them there's pressure to spend a bunch of money there's pressure to show up in social situations that maybe you know otherwise you might not attend and you know sort of emotionally charged family situations and all these sorts of things and it creates this mad brew that can really make people insane right and so I think that it's really important to um, make sure that you dial in your nutrition during this period of time so you can be firing on all cylinders and again it goes back to you know it's no there's no there's no magic bullet it's like eat foods that nourish your body you know yeah. I always say if you can do one thing you um, to kind of change your experience, like start your day rather than having, you know, pancakes and bacon and eggs for breakfast. Uh, why don't you start with like a, a green smoothie, you know, like a kale and spinach and pineapple smoothie, yeah. or a, or a fresh juice in the morning instead, and just pay attention to how that makes you feel. Yeah. You know, that one thing alone is Auto-change. could be a very powerful thing. You know, so it's about making sure that you're fortified. Um, when you go into these sort of perilous social situations. And I always bring like a green smoothie with me in the car and a thermos. And when I have to go to You're a, like, oh, a restaurant God. or I'm going to go to a dinner party or someplace where I don't know that they're going to have the kind of food that I sort of want or need, um, I'll, you know, I'll take a hit off that. I go in and I feel good. My energy's good. I'm not starving. So then I'm less likely to make the unhealthy choice.
4: I have, so, a quick, I have a quick tip actually mm-hmm. that I, I adhere to and so does my husband. Um, I have portion control so that I don't, you know, gorge myself mm-hmm. so that if I do want something, I'll have a little bit of everything that I want to taste of. Um, and then a huge thing for me, cause before I would go to a lot of holiday parties and I would have like really fun cocktails. It's a long time ago, but now either I'll have wine or I'll have some sort of spirit with soda water, not tonic water. Um, or if they're, if I'm at some place that has like organic juices to Mix with it. I'll, I'll mix it with some sort of juice as a splash, but try and stay away from sodas, regular or diet, because they're they're both um, not uh, healthier
6: options. Now like, you're just being the, anti-American. I know,
4: seriously, right? <laughs> People are gonna hate me after this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just all just make wise wise choices.
5: I you would guys
2: say. are the humbug of the
4: holidays. I know. Seriously. Yeah, it's
5: like, like I go there. There's all these different so foods fun, I've never had before, and I'm like, oh, I don't have deviled eggs ever. I'm gonna have that. I never have rice krispie treats. I'm gonna have have that. You I always. Think well then enjoy
4: time. yourself with the holidays. I really want to get to these questions. Okay. I'm so sorry, but okay. <laughs> but we're going off for so I'm long. It's getting but up. no, but it's great. I love it. I think it's amazing information, and people should definitely listen to your podcast, the Rich Roll podcast. Um, yes, okay, sure. So, okay, hey girls. <laughs> First off, thank you for everything you do. I've been reading your blog. Oh, this is for me. Uh, reading your blog and supporting what you do for a while now. I need your advice. I recently just got a new job, and I have a co-worker who who is older than me. I am 23. She is 29, and I can tell she is attracted to me. She is ready. Regularly complimenting me as well as playfully teasing me about my personality or things I do. I have off off often on teased her and complimented her as well, along with some physical touch. On the other hand, she is currently in a relationship and is... As far as i can tell they live together but i'm not 100 sure how should i go about this whole situation i'm attracted to this woman i can see myself with her but i don't want to be the douche that ruined her potential great life especially because we work together this is driving me crazy because i'm thinking about it every day zach
6: well he could start with uh reading an email to her <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think it's like you know it seems to me he should just have a conversation with her he he you
5: he know.
4: totally could but to be honest I think she's just flirting for fun. Maybe. I she's
5: just well, having... Look, it depends. She's 29, right? So, first of all, don't worry about ruining her perfect life because if her life is really perfect, she's not going to be flirting with you. She wouldn't you. be working. She's if getting her life with really <laughs> <fun>. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously she's not getting some sort of attention at home, so she's coming to you for that attention.
2: Or
4: she's but... just being friendly. I it's not even this
2: Okay. As a once 29 year old last year, not too long ago, um, I think she was flirting with him as a like little brother. This is gonna sound really creepy, but it's like a little brother thing. I, I, I went out with a kid in, um, a few years ago, or many years ago now, <laughs> actually, <laughs> at this point. He was a lot younger than me, and I think it was because he was fun, and I knew it wasn't serious, and I think that it's just a no commitment thing for her. So I, I completely yeah. agree with you, actually. I, I would say, you know, go have fun with someone flirt with her.
4: Um, and if it does progress, let it progress naturally. But I, I, I would never – she lives with her boyfriend. I, I don't think she's actually flirting with you. And if she is, then you'll discover that later on down the road. But for right now, I would say practice with her. Have fun flirting, like very healthy – safe flirting where you can go a little bit overboard every once in a while um, and let her have her fun and if she wants to take it further she'll kind of let you know and I would say to focus on other women and not put all your eggs in one basket with with this woman you
5: know, take her, I, I've been this girl take I, her out I, to happy hour a couple times and then once the drinks start flowing, we'll then you then write us. If anyone
4: goes to the happy hour
2: with Mo, no, it's like sad hour. Yeah.
4: But he's twenty three. <laughs> okay, not that he's not. not that I'm not like putting his age you. down. <laughs> but at twenty three, I think sometimes you can misinterpret what flirting is, especially if she's a twenty nine year old who's in a committed relationship where she's living with her boyfriend. So because I don't, I don't hear about like her, you know, pulling him inside and saying, "I want to have sex with you." But she's probably flirting and teasing. She's and bored and, and yeah, playing around a little bit, having fun at work. That's that's what I think is going on. Moe's like, no, she wants it. Well, I don't it.
5: know.
2: I don't think
4: so. Get Maybe. after it, Zach. At least
2: from this description, that's not what I... If he starts drinking the kale shakes, things does. could change. It, could. And his it ante- could.
6: his antenna will be finely tuned that's to these true. signals.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so
4: next question. My name is Josh, and I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. During the past summer, I asked the podcast for advice in regards to asking out my best friend of seven-plus years, who I started developing feelings for. I asked her on a date, but she still was not over her boyfriend and at the time, and said she would have said yes if that wasn't the case. Here I am a few months later, again, asking for advice about the same girl. Over the past few months, um, I started to slowly fall for her more and more. She knows exactly how I feel about her as I have Expressed to her, the main problem she does not have that romantic spark about me, and she does not know why. We have discussed it from time to time, and she has told me that she wants to share the same feelings for me as I feel for her. This is a genuine wish on her part, and not a polite way of saying back off. Everything she wants in a man, she believes I possess. Those attributes. Is there anything I can do that may potentially ignite that spark that's lacking on her behalf, mm-hmm. Josh?
2: I'm looking at it Mo. Seemed, chemistry attraction is something that you can't really create. I it think even he can. I that's think he
6: can. That's, that's true. So, um, that's true. I think he. And you're I, like now. I go back and everything. I think, think she's again. just not that into him. I think
4: she's not that into them because they're best friends, and it sounds yeah. like he's following her There's and an just imbalance. like There's yeah, yeah. It's like he's not taking the lead and being manly and showing and her the attraction. Exactly, says.
5: and it's way too easy for her right now. It's like his cards are out there, and he needs to stop beating those and cards he only has over cues the head. And because well, I'm just saying, like all this seems to be the only conversation he could have with her It's right. like they go a couple of months. I really, really like you no 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 we're just friends go a couple months you know what go find other women that you find attractive start going on dates with other women start talking
4: about them start
5: talking about them with her get your confidence up don't look at her as anything but a friend. And Ex- that's exactly.
4: It. Like a real friend. So I like talk like about the friend, friend zone all the time. Yeah. And the friend zone is really like the fake boyfriend zone. Cause what men are doing when they're in this friend zone yes. is they're just pleasing women. They're being the fake boyfriend, showing them how wonderful they are. Yeah. But in the beginning stages before you get to be the boyfriend, you have to be like the lover, the seducer, the excitement guy. And I don't think that guy's there
6: with, with the two of them. If she was, if she was into him, whether she was getting over her boyfriend or not, she would have jumped on it. Yes. yes. So. Exactly. If if you were
4: igniting that spark in her, she would have been doing stuff to you. So I would say go to my website, winggirlmethod.com, and get my (laughs) program, How to Become the Man Women Want. Uh, because that actually will give you step-by-steps on how to take that to the next level so that you're not just seen as this, like, friend who's really good to talk to and cry on your shoulder, but you're seen as, like, this sexy, edgy guy yeah, who can spark her attraction, but also be a really good friend for her. So it's, like, that nice balance that I think she's
5: looking you for. You know what? Like, be a good friend for her, but don't be there every time she no, calls you wuss. and needs you because that's another a way that these women try and control well, us. Men. I
4: call it nice-guy manipulation because mm-hmm. a lot of guys do that. They're like, oh, I'll be really nice and show her I can listen to her and not really state my opinion and call her out on stuff. So that's that's nice guy manipulation. For, for women,
5: I call it have their cake and eat it, too. But, but, what?
4: but why is that they, for women? Because they
5: get the guy for their emotional benefit, and the guy gets none of the physical needs that he Whose needs. Whose fault is
4: that? Whose fault is that?
5: Well, that's why it Josh... It to play that game. It does take two. It does,
4: but what is she supposed to do? Say, oh, I know you really want this so I'm not going to be friends with you anymore? Like, wh- like, wh- why is it her job?
5: I'm just saying, Joss needs to realize that he's playing this emotional boyfriend until she finds another guy who just comes yeah. in. And but she's
6: throwing things. a few breadcrumbs here and there to, yes. keep, it, to keep him on the hook. Whole oh, yep.
2: breadcrumbs, sure. hopefully.
6: What's that? Whole wheat breadcrumbs, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> 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 gluten-free breadcrumbs.
4: Exactly. Gluten-free. Grain-free, paleo <laughs> yeah. bread. Hey, ladies and Mo, love you all and love the podcast. I'll keep this short and sweet. I love people like this. I want to follow up on your boobs podcast. I noticed that all of you were airing on the side of gentle touch. However, the girl I'm currently dating actually prefers a lot of pressure and even biting pinching of the nipple. I guess what I'm asking (laughs) is that normal? I find that she prefers a lot of pain during sex, and I'm worried about hurting her. Thanks again. Is there Anonymous. any other way? <laughs> there you go. Honestly, well, we talked about that too about switching it up. It's like nice to be gentle, but yeah, every once in a while, like gotta yeah, grab it. And yeah. I wouldn't say to like bite because I don't like that, but you have to you have to you know work with who you're working
5: with and I, see. I wonder if she has fake boobs because oh she can't feel it because someone who has fake boobs like it really rough because they don't feel it. It's like but some women who don't have fake
4: boobs like it really rough because they do feel it.
2: I think the- I just think some people might have a different level of nerve endings, yeah. you know, in their
4: yeah.
2: those kinds of organs. I don't boobies. I don't say the actual terms of boobs and pieces. in their what did you
4: call uh-huh. them before I'm for a vagina, vagina in
2: their like middle
4: in their middle. <laughs> you weren't here for that. That's what I grew calls up I grew it. In,
2: middle? in their I grew, middle. I grew up in a shameful family, um, but yeah, I think there's different nerve endings, and so some it might take her more to feel anything. But I think so too. This
5: this might be an overall deeper issue because I've dated women who like to be physically abused during <laughs> sex.
4: Yeah, I know and women no, who I like to be general. generally abused. For
5: me, to be honest with with you, it's emotionally scary for me.
4: Okay, something you shouldn't be doing. Because
5: it. I enjoy like a passionate, consensual, caregiving type of sexual situation. Whereas I feel like people like that, they're just not my type. And and a problem like this could become a bigger problem down the road if you're with this person long term.
4: Well, he's not saying he has issue with. Oh, wait, did he say that? Well, yeah. He, I'm worried I'm hurting he's, he's,
5: her. Yeah, he's uncomfortable. Because yeah, a guy who's not worried about that is just straight slapping him and choking well, the thing and Well, is then all you all have to talk
2: things. about it. You can talk about it. If she gets angry at him afterwards, you could report him.
5: And that's another thing. I know thing. a lot of guys are paranoid about I know about that, that that happens a lot, too. Well, you that's put a why bruise on talk. a woman, and all of a sudden she's unhappy with yeah. you, you're in trouble. Yeah,
2: That's trash, though, <laughs> though. So if, if you she's put a bruise a nice, on a woman, she's a nice person. She wouldn't do that. Okay. They
4: hey, ladies have to and Mo, it. I, Exactly. Yeah, they have to talk, it. Have like to talk about it. And if he wants to understand it, Middle. he needs to ask her more questions about it. Because if it's not his thing, then he has to understand it more. So ask questions. Be inquisitive. Get to know the person whose nipples you're biting. Hey, ladies and Mo, <laughs> I've been listening for a while. However, I never hear any topics about me. Look, Mr. Mopey. Um, I'm a 27-year-old merryman, man, and it seems that all the info here is geared towards single men and women. Well, I appreciate that you've been you know, still listening, even though it's not directed at you. But I hope I'm wrong, and that you guys would actually have info for married guys as well. I've already approached my wife, got her phone number, kiss, and etc. Now I want to know how to keep her, Tyrone. That's a good question. That is a good question. How do you keep your wife?
6: Happy? So wait, I'm confused. He's he is he's married. He is married. He wants to hang on to his wife.
4: He want, yeah. He wants to keep that relationship alive. So, so you've had a long relationship. What yeah, do you do?
6: I mean, implicit in that question, it seems to be a fear that maybe, maybe he's losing, losing his, losing her somewhat. Yeah. Right? So what,
4: what do you <clears> do <throat> to keep it up? Oh, you, you know what I mean?
6: Yeah. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've been with my wife for uh, fifteen years, and we've been married ten. So um, I think that uh, it's really important to never. Be on cruise control, and it's very easy to be on cruise control, and I certainly, you know, do it or whatever. Um, if but you're on cruise
2: control and you're, you're going like ten miles an hour too, that's going to get boring.
6: Yeah, well, it's <laughs> going to get boring, and you know, the, the, you're either there is no stasis in life, whether it's a relationship or anything else, right? You're either. Progressing towards something better or you're regressing towards something worse. And I think having that awareness at all times in your marriage or your relationship is important. So, you know, whether, what, what are the little things that you can do that you can turn the volume up on to sort of pay attention or, you know, plan special things yeah. or it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I'm, you know, buying you flowers or we're going to go on a holiday or something like that. It's just sort of during the day, sort of being present and tuned in to your partner and their Good needs answer. and their emotional kind of biorhythms.
2: Do you, mm-hmm. does, does anyone think that it has to do with re going back to things that got you together in the first place?
6: Yeah. Or is that yeah. cliche? No, no,
4: it's not cliche. It. This is the thing. I think a lot of people in marriages um, forget to play their masculine and feminine role as, as, as you were calling it, getting into cruise control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of women tend to also take on the masculine role in the relationship later on in the marriage, especially when kids come around. Um, Because a lot of, of, I don't want to blame men, um, but a lot of men forget to think for the we. And the woman's always thinking, not always, not every single woman, but uh, is thinking for the we. Uh, And that, that creates a lot of tension and creates nagging and creates unattraction and and that's where you know the sex drive sort of goes away so i like what you were saying about like really just being present and i think for men especially it's thinking what what would make my significant other happy today okay i'll send a text or i will send flowers or you know what I'll or i call, won't send a text or i won't <laughs> right or you know what I'll, I'll call on my way home and say i'm driving by the grocery store i do you need anything i'm gonna stop there what can I do to help? Like just things like that really help as well. And then also taking time separate uh, from your normal lives where you have date night and you really acknowledge that the person sitting across from you is a sexy, attractive woman who's still super feminine. And, and for women who are listening to look at your, your husband or your boyfriend and just realize like how awesome and wonderful he is and just appreciate him. If you do that every single day
2: or at least every single week, I think that that really helps. I like what Rich was saying with the stasis. Like nothing is ever the same. And I know for me, if it feels the same, I am annoyed, grossed out, depressed. And so I think them discussing what's to come to give something to look forward to is really important. Because if you feel like you're married and then that's it, that's that's tough. That's a tough road. So yeah. Yeah. Gives you stuff to look to. We should to. have a whole episode about this because this, yeah. this is like a grand
4: question. Yeah, but it's I think a big we can one. get into more specific things that you can do to reignite that spark and sort of
6: I think it, it, it all goes back to keeping communication open. Oh, yeah. And being being in constant communication. Because I think that if you're if you turn the volume down on the communication that's when you start to kind of get resentments and you're not communicating those resentments and then you have this whole thing of wanting your partner to be different than they are and like wanting them to change whether it's the woman wanting the guy to do something different or vice versa and uh and you have to get into a place where you're accepting your partner exactly as they are and that doesn't mean that you know you can't aspire for them to improve in certain areas but but uh but you really need to be conscious of why you fell in love with them and accept that person exactly the way they are and give and give them the respect and space to be that person
4: Absolutely. Great answers. Uh, I think that's all mm-hmm. the time that we have. We have more questions, but we're not going to get to them today. We'll get to them next time. But if you want to ask questions, write into Ask at Ask Woman Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Ask Women Podcast. Go to our website, askwomenpodcast.com. See, it's all like in the It's all redundant. Yeah. It's all very easy. And you can check out Rich Roll. His podcast is on Podcast One. That's podcastone.com. And and where else can
6: they find you? Yeah, so it's the Rich Roll Podcast. You can find it wherever you find podcast and my website's richroll.com and i'm on twitter at at richroll and all those places do
2: you do any uh personal coaching or anything like that
6: no i don't i don't do any any one-on-one stuff um but uh He's a guru. There's
5: no time yeah, for that. Gurus don't have time for that. It's, it's all about the podcast.
4: Too much
6: <laughs> podcasting for that, yeah, right? You know? right?
4: Well, thank you so much for being on our show and for educating us because I think this is a really helpful episode. We don't typically do episodes like this. So thank you for being here.
6: Thanks for having me, yeah. you guys. This yeah. is awesome.
4: Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Cool. Uh, download new episodes of our podcast every Thursday on podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. See you next time.
3: Oh, yeah.